are listening to Upside Down Trodden, turning power inside out never sounded so good. I am Scott Mullen, and with me, as always, is Sean Namini. hi How are you? Uh, you know, I'm good, but I just gotta say, hey, uh, phone book company, just stop it already. Just stop it. What, misprinting your name and, and address and number? And no, all? like printing anybody's address at all. <laughs> just, or, we don't need it anymore. Talk about an anachronistic. So you and I, Scott, and our special guest, which we'll reveal soon, we're old enough to remember having to flip through those brittle, thin pages, yeah. scrolling through to find the yeah. right Johnson or Smith. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, well, what's, and that, then what's calling, my number? And then calling, like, hi, is, uh, is Heather Johnson home? Who is this? Right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Wrong number. And you have to call, right. like, five Johnsons looking for the girl, and you always get the dad, and maybe they got the girl, and it's not the girl you're looking for. It's awful. Just a mess. Wait, you still get phone books? Yeah, so, like, twice a year. The, the neighborhood is just littered with this garbage, and that's what it is. That's what it's become. It's garbage because nobody needs it. Who's using it anyway? Well, besides I know, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked you still get it. Here's what I want to yeah. know. That's an, that's an expensive hobby printing something that nobody uses and, and by the way if you're a company that's advertising in the phone book shame on you you cannot possibly <laughs> be getting a return on investment on there how about this invest in upside down trotter we're looking for more sponsors that's right and we actually have listenership that's growing as opposed to the phone book that what three four people use it i just that's insane it, and that's what i'm saying they're throwing away resources and um nobody needs you anymore phone book company i i hate to be the one to tell you that but <laughs> somebody has to so just stop it already. It, it, you're wasting everybody's time and resources. You clinking, clanking, clattering collection of collisionous junk. Phone books over there, encyclopedias that way, and the phone booth itself. Get the fuck out of my face. We don't need you anymore. Put them in a museum. Put, hey, put and put a phone book in there with it because can that's where put, it belongs. Can you actually put a phone booth in a time capsule? I mean, I, guess, I mean, if you made the capsule big enough. You could make like hand the phone booth size, the time capsule. You know, like whatever the fucking curator could fit because he's so lazy. He doesn't want to fucking lift anything over five pounds. But anyway, whatever. I digress. How are you uh, doing? Hey, I, I'm okay. Um, I'll give you a quick little update. And I'm going to turn it into an old segment that we used to talk about because remember we were making a film, Sean, however many years ago that was. But guess what, I do not listener? Recall. We still are. It's just sort of on glacial speed. Um. But uh, we're going to call this the Documentary Film Update. It's been like three years since we had one, but we got one because we're doing something with the Documentary Film again. You are. uh, Well, yes, yes, with your help and support, of course, though. And uh, we're working on the trailer to put something together for you listeners. So look for that in, in, a, in a couple of months. Hopefully we'll have that on our, on our website, Sean. So there you go. That's my update. And, and that might be the first thing on the YouTube channel. It absolutely will be. You, you bet your bottom dollar. Did I just quote Annie? <laughs> I'm in a very musical. Which uh, one? Mood. Black Annie? Oh, no? Black Annie. Black Annie, which I think, did it get the Razzie for 2014? It might have gotten the Razzie. It was pretty bad from what I understand. I haven't seen it, but I can tell you for a fact it was awful. <laughs> uh, UpsideDownTrodden.com, that is the website. You can visit us there. Uh, when you're there, download the show, check out special features, receive news and updates on the next exciting Upside Down Trodden projects. Um, if you want to email us directly, that's fine. UpsideDownTrodden at gmail.com. Go ahead, use that email address. And when you're there, you'll also be able to find hot deals on a bunch of sweet Upside Down Trodden gear. Shirts right now, but more stuff coming down the pike later. You're welcome for that, too. In addition to the website, you probably found us on iTunes. If you are on iTunes, hit the subscribe button now, and the shows will automatically come to you twice a month. You're welcome for that. And because we're so good at what we do, and we don't even know what that is, really, um, why don't you just go ahead and rate us? Do that. Uh, we bring this powerful, engaging content to you month in and month out. Go ahead and rate the show. Those of you that have, thank you. Everybody else, 
back of the class. Um, how about this? We'd love to hear from you directly. You can post some of your comments on our website. Uh, right now, you can just comment on our comments on the community bulletin board. Oh, that's really exciting. But very soon again, I know we make so many promises, listener, and like one out of every ten we deliver on. So that's pretty good. Sometimes. They do. Sometimes they do. And eventually, we will have an out-of-post feature on the community bulletin board. And when we do, you can even share anything you want uh, directly and directly with the show, good, bad, indifferent, what have you. We just want to connect with you guys and uh, and start getting the word out about making this a better world, yo. Uh, Somebody that is making it the better world, uh, Dam and Cherry over at thepoliticus.com. He's great. Check out their site. They've got an awesome site of engaging content and they also happen to host our show Damon thank you for that let's give a shout out to our sponsor drinkforgood.com right check them out look at their cool cause bottles and uh, the apparel that they sell proceeds from each sale benefit a different charity and since they are a sponsor of our show when you support them you're also supporting the resistance over here at Upside Down Trotten. Uh, they're your reusable water bottles are BPA-free, made of 100% recycled aluminum. They're union labor made in Washington State. Uh, as far as we know, they're the only metal water bottles that are currently being made in the US of A. And now, you know I've been using these bottles for years. I think they're great. I got them in my car, on my desk, uh, one that I take with me uh, in my backpack. Sean is now a happy customer from what I understand. Sean, when and where are you using your drink for good cause bottles? Anywhere and everywhere, and so are my children. And what's, uh, you've had them for a few weeks now, Um, uh, a little feedback. Uh, What would you tell a listener about them? Good, bad, not, I mean. uh, uh, You're fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, great. Uh, I'm saving money. I'm reducing waste. So is Sean. And so will you be, listener, when you purchase these Drink for Good Cause bottles. Everybody Uh, wins. Everybody wins. Get in on the action. Um, Do it now. Uh, Choose from a variety of custom design bottles and killer apparel. And when you're done shopping, enter the promo code SAVE15. That's S-A-V-E-1-5 during step two of checkout. And you will automatically save 15% off your order. Isn't it great? You know it is. Blah, 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 blah. Drinkforgood.com. They're great. We love them. They love us. Let's uh, let's make a baby. Um, okay, so Sean, enough of that. How about the guest just for the charity cause endeavor for tonight's episode? Yeah, how about it? How about the International Association of Marriage and Family Counselors? Why? You, oh. you'll, just, you'll just have to wait and see. But <laughs> what I, what I have to say about this is is you know I, I just wanted to kind of focus on marriage and family counselors anyway because if you look at what they go through. And I, and I found on their website here, it is, is counseling right for me is the question. <laughs> and it's, no, and it, pills, drugs. Yeah, depending on what doctor you go to. But it says marriage okay. and family counseling may be of benefit to you if you or your family have experienced difficulties such as, and what's the first one? Communication problems. Infidelity. Balancing the demands of home and work. Misbehavior or school. Maybe as I read this, maybe uh, counseling is right for me. <laughs> oh, get a little personal. Uh, Childhood okay, trauma. Do you, wanna, you have something you want to share with listener right now? Is there? Uh... Well, as soon as I saw misbehavior uh, or problems with children. Oh. Uh, that's the main thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Click check. Bing. Substance abuse. Okay. Oh, that's you. I'm so wasted. But but these counselors they they often come across people in their worst at their lowest points, and they help them through that. And they do that by listening and by what? caring about the other person uh, more than they care about themselves, especially because, I mean, yeah, they're getting paid, but so what? That's what they, they went, went into that business for those reasons. So uh, given what we're talking about tonight, I thought that was a good, uh, a good choice. Absolutely. Well done. And uh, what are we talking about tonight or this morning whenever you're listening to the episode, listener? 
what are we talking about this episode? We're talking about communication. And what do we mean by communication? Well, of course, as always, we'll tell you. Uh, how do you relay a message of any kind? Like, I love you. Watch out for that snake. Or, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. Right? How do, you, how do you get these across? You do that with communication. There are various means by which we transmit information of all kinds, which makes communication enormously complex. We communicate through art and song, uh, the written and spoken word, the actions and postures and sense of our bodies, and even with our silence we communicate. If you do it poorly enough, you can actually do harm to individuals, communities, and populations to do it effectively, and you can move the world. But before we get to talk about any more of this, we have a guest, a, a special guest and friend of the show, Mr. Isaac Eggy. Hey, welcome. You may remember him, or may, may, maybe not, if you did what you were supposed to for episode 69 and get totally wasted in order to listen to it, because we certainly don't remember too much about him. I don't him, remember. I think he was there as I listened back. Yeah, I was. Yeah. He doesn't even know he was there. <laughs> you were there. I heard you throw up, I think. was That oh, that, that might have been Sean. I'm not sure. Twice. But it was not but at it, a point you were making. You made very good points. It was just simply because of too much alcohol. I just want you to know. So. Way too much. And in addition to being one of our only guests, and, and perhaps our, uh, one of our best, uh, he's, a, he's a globe trekker. He's a man of the world. He's a teacher of life. And he is the Jewish tornado. So, Isaac, if you would, <laughs> tell us about... He can tell you, maybe. Maybe he'll share it. Because, Isaac, I'd like for you to tell us about some of your experiences that might warrant such a description. Yeah, spent uh, spent several years, about 15 years, working um, in uh, the NGO setting for uh, Heifer International and Agricultural Development Group around the world. Um, prior to that, a little time in the Peace Corps, uh, doing a lot of drinking, a little helping. And uh, now I have the pleasure of um, cohabitating professionally with uh, Sean, uh, neighbors at a uh, delightful school for delightful young children. <laughs> you they guys are, are. <laughs> okay. Okay, but listeners should know uh, it's 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 a school that can we say are is for kids that are at risk. Is that is that the term? Well, is that still a PC term? Credit deficient, <laughs> and there are many reasons why they're credit deficient. Okay, that's that's the term. But that but that means is you guys have to work a lot harder. Let's be honest. Mm. You, and you got to be more patient. You got to be more creative. I'm not. It's not a dig on any other teachers. Teachers work hard. Period. But let's just be honest. It's a population that, that tends to be more challenging. Is that a safe statement? Sure. Okay. It's challenging, yes, because there are two teachers sitting in this room. One of them works pretty hard, and it's not me. <laughs> well, of course it's not you. <laughs> Nobody thought it was you, but the point is you're still there. You get partial credit. Isaac gets full credit. So, so Isaac, I, I've known you for about, about 10 years, and I've heard some crazy stories. And can you describe for us and for our listeners some sticky situations in which you found yourself and um if you could share how maybe communication played a role in you still being here today yeah 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 you know communication is something that uh frankly has saved my life on a on a number of occasions um one that always sticks out for me is the uh i had a hound a really mangy hound who decided when we were i was living overseas a little country called saint vincent in a fairly rural part of this country and my little mangy dog decided that it was going to kill him a uh, a goat. And in these countries, uh, hey, it's a, you know, if I was a dog, I'd go for a goat as well. Uh, but goats are wealth. Goats are prosperity. Goats are hope. 
in many of these countries. And my dog decided to take that from a family. <laughs> Not good. Needless to say, um, I, uh, I was awoken in the middle of uh, early morning by the screaming of a very large and angry black woman. Angry black woman, whoop-dee-doo, right? Who hungover? Was, uh, slightly. You, you slightly. This, um, so this was, was not a... the night after you recorded episode 69. This was earlier, well before that. Okay, got it, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, running, sprinting out in my underwear, uh, slicing my big toe open on a piece of glass, begging a woman not to kill my dog. And um, this was about two weeks in country. And uh, she hollered for a very large Rastafarian to come out of the hills with a machete in his hand. David, and from your honeymoon, it. Sean, you and Jen. <laughs> no, that's a different story. Okay. Different. Not large, different country. Large. Different country. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this, uh, this guy decided he was going to kill both me and my dog. And uh, I proceeded to beg, wow. plead, um, and uh, show a great deal of empathy towards his family's loss. And uh, he decided to spare me through um, a lot of begging. And, and the pleading. dog? Uh, the dog was not so fortunate. So that was the deal. <laughs> the dog's life for your own. <laughs> the dog lost its tail okay. and uh, was later uh, disappeared. <laughs> so, um, But uh, this gentleman, uh, Al, Big Rasta Al, ended up being one of my nearest and dearest friends for many years. And I was mocked as the white man in his underwear with a bloody toe begging for his life at the point of a machete. And uh, communication got me through that. And you're here today. I am. So you also, um, for Heifer, one of your big jobs was fundraising. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. And, and this one, Scott and I are going to pay extra special attention because we would like to get money at some point. Yes, money's all so that this is about. When, when you're asking people for money, what's the most important aspect of how you convey the purpose the money will serve and why it's so important to fund your cause? Well, one of the, it's a great question. And one of the mis, misnomers about fundraising is that uh, the core of fundraising is asking for money. Uh, the core of fundraising is developing a relationship. And that relationship comes from sound communication over, over time. Uh, over much time, uh, massaging and and coaxing and and empathizing and understanding the people's values and you know it's not until you get well into the relationship you know you're 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 at third base by the time you're gonna you're gonna go you know lap lap the field I and, like third base. and make the ask you get <laughs> stuck the on photos. third base a lot <laughs> but uh, so it's um, really the the asking someone for money is. Uh, by the time you get to ask somebody for money, you almost don't need to make the ask if you've done it right. It's sort of like it what almost... the what the girls do, right? You know, it's like uh, you know, you, you meet a girl, she she likes you, you know, and uh, she kind of develops a relationship with you, and then uh, next thing you know, you're moving in together, and it gets pretty tight, and doopa doopa doo, and next thing you know, yeah, she doesn't even need to ask, right? Even though that was there her plan go. all along was just to get money. <laughs> but to, but yes. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna. It was your plan all along to get laid, and by the time you all get right, to the, so there were ulterior the motives for both parties. Okay, okay, <laughs> just so you know. But yes, but but to your point, yeah. If if uh, if I just walked up and said, "Hey, you want to go screw?" and if she just walked up and said, "Hey." I want some money. And this doesn't mean that I'm just using this as an example. This doesn't mean that like it's all about men that are wanting to screw and chicks that want money. Uh, very often it's the other way around, by the way, just so you know. I'm, I, in, in this example, then if you develop a relationship 
with somebody and it's on uh, equitable terms and it's reciprocal and you're both there because you both want to be there, not because you're forced to be there or pressured to be there, then it becomes less of an issue. It's no longer about that. You're probably developing a relationship because you have like-minded values. And I'm assuming, mm -hmm. uh, depending on what Isaac was fundraising for, he's probably finding people or institutions or groups or what have you that are at least in the swimming pool, right? Like if you're if you're looking for someone that, that wants to help out people that are disadvantaged, you're probably not going to go after uh, a group that is, uh, you know, not that's not in their bylaws. You're probably, you know, like, hey, we want to help out, you know, let's say, uh, minorities in America, you know, help help to make it a more just and equal. So I'm not going to go um, find, uh, I don't know, the white supremacist groups out there. Right? I'm not like trying to like knock on their door and say, hey, you guys, you know, maybe, maybe we can forge a relationship or a partnership because you're, you're not in the, you're not on the same level. No, you're you're absolutely right. And uh, awful. The public, uh, it was the an public awful, uh, example, by the way. Sorry about that. And, and no, it was a, it was a beautiful example because the, the the combination of the public and semi public information that's available to people like myself uh, when I was doing this, uh, I can pretty much narrow it down to one or two very specific things that you are likely to give to. Uh, I can data mine you to no end and determine um, what your affinities are, what your values are, uh, how you spend your money, where you live, how you live, what your daughters drive, um, I could pretty. Why are you much... stalking me, man? <laughs> get off my back just to get a Scott, check. <laughs> Scott, I knocked you off my list a long time ago. I know. I, I'm no fucking worries, stingy, brother. dude. I'm not gonna. I'm not cutting anybody any checks right now, man. I'll tell you. Although, if you came at me and you're like, "No, listen, man. Uh, these are dogs that have been rescued," and I'd be like, "Okay, no, hold on, don't. And let me just show you some pictures here. No, no, don't send the pictures. Oh, okay, all right. Who do I make check payable to? <laughs> but yeah, right. if you can probably pinpoint, you, I'll bet you got to a percentage where you're like. With this guy here, there's an 87% chance that if we ask in this capacity over this amount of time, we'll probably get what we're looking for. I mean, did, was it that like Absolutely. detailed? Uh, it depends. In in certain circumstances, yes. Wow. Yeah, it, you could you could zero it down to that. But keep in mind, you know, this isn't this is all above board. This yeah, is I know. industry. Yeah, you guys were norm. you guys are above board. I believe that. I do believe a that. Absolutely industry norm. Um, and the public information that's out there is, you know, when you really see it all coalesced into a single kind of mass data uh sphere uh it's it'll be absolutely stunning to most people so you do have to watch it when you go in to uh talk to a donor and suddenly you reference their daughter's name and you have yet to meet their daughter <laughs> how did you know well, i would never but uh yeah but but and it's not a bad thing this is not a bad thing because and i and i kind of like have jacked this sort of example. Well, I don't, that's not really a Jensen example so much as I, maybe I've taken it a little bit farther where I'm like, the resistance needs funding too, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, isn't right. it very convenient in Star Wars that there's a princess that happens to be on the side of the, you know, the Rebel Alliance? Because I'm like, so who's paying for the fuel for the X-Wing fighters? That's not cheap, man. If you were to rescue her, the reward would be... What? Well, more well than you can imagine. I don't know. I can imagine quite a bit. So one of my great joys in teaching Isaac was uh, having you as a as a student teacher. And teaching to, me? You know, having you as a student <laughs> yeah! teacher. Yeah, Isaac, don't you didn't teach that me. shit. No, I know. Teach me now. Hey, 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 corner, let me finish. Sean. Let me finish. <laughs> and and watching you with the students, and so every teacher does it differently. Uh, some not well at all, and some incredibly well. And I would say you do it incre incredibly well. So maybe share with uh, us and the listeners how you go about communicating messages in your classroom, whatever those messages may be, 
Mm. Uh, whether mm. it's a message like, hey, good job, or a message like, knock it off, or mm. a message like, this is why this is important. You know, what, Positive what reinforcement, sure. negative what you, sanctions, what, you on what sort of tactics do you employ? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think I, I, I do a lot of what you guys do naturally as well, and that is um, a lot more listening and a lot less talking. You, uh-huh. you, you <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe... Have you listened to this? It's a podcast. You have been in my classroom, right? You saw when I did it. Can you imagine just an hour of silence? It's like, hey, actually, we should do that. A whole episode, listener, just so you, we'll, we'll let you know when it's coming. Just it'll listen. be 59 minutes of nothing, and that's when we're listening to you. And Perhaps Sean, a bad yeah, example. Yeah, every once in a while you hear know. Sean go, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I agree. Anyway, all right, all right. So, you know, but the but the art of communication is effective listening, and especially with the population we're dealing with. Uh, these are kids who have never been listened to. And so you give the time, you create the space, you create the opportunity to express themselves, and then when you do want to communicate messages, whether they're good, bad, or ugly, you wrap those messages in their values and in their needs and wants. And uh, you pretty much have them in the palm of your hand uh, once you've done that because you've customized the message. And uh, it can be incredibly powerful. Do you so and, and do you meet each student where they are? And so and everybody needs a little little something different, right? So you can't like right. blanket policy class to class. Like, do you have to sort of like tweak it? Like, I know, and I don't know if you have a student named Karen. I know Karen kind of needs it this way, and I know Johnny needs yeah. it that way. And so I I found that this really gets him going, and that really keeps her on on task. So I mean, are you so good that you can like pick that up pretty quickly and adjust like a good coach accordingly? Like a little halftime adjustment. Today didn't work well. But I'm going to think about it before tomorrow's class and come in with this new angle and see if I can get them going again. I mean, like, is it it's a constant? Is it just like you're never stopping? You can never, like, rest? You have to keep pushing them and, and, and yourself? Man, I've been honing that for my entire adult life, yeah. And uh, as a coach, as a teacher, uh, as a learner, yeah, man. You know, just always trying to meet each person where they are, whether it's the classroom, whether it's a donor, whether it's – you know, somebody in uh, the middle of, uh, El- you know, uh, rural El Salvador, uh, I've always, always tried to do that to, to almost become um, a chameleon to that environment that I'm in. And in this case with the students, yeah, you got to try to meet each one of them. And it's a bugger, man, because these kids um, they have uh, seen some dark stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not static. This is a living, breathing thing, communication. And you always got to be like looking at it, thinking about it, feeling about it, challenging yourself and challenging students. Well, and, and it's being lost. But the, the term that's been thro- being bandied about now is the art of teaching. You know, so, for so long, we've been in the science of teaching. What does the data say? What, where, what, where's your data? What is, your, you know, which well, is important. To a point, yeah. To a I point, yes. But but I think for me and I, or, or I should say, there, but you could probably ex- extrapolate some values out of that, right? I mean, there could be something that it could help. I mean, yeah, wow! But, but, I can't even get you guys to sign along. Uh, Sean's like his, no, his whole face. Like, not I, me. I just don't. I okay, fine. I screw hate it. data. Oh. I hate it. I hate. Well, I hate it all. I, I don't. We know you don't like it, well, but but come on. Well, here's it why. Has to help because to inform. so many of the things that what Isaac was just talking about, and so many of the important interactions, they can't be quantified. You, unless you have a camera on Au it. Au contraire. Well, yes. Ha- Two on one. You're back. You painted yourself in a corner. Deal with the consequences. Okay. This, the student comes in. He's got a headband on. Right? <clears throat> and uh, it's not a gang-related one. But the vice principal comes in and says, take off your headbands. Because that's the policy. And he argues with him, gets pissed off, takes it off. The vice principal leaves. He puts it back on. So I call Jordan over. And I say, what, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? 
He said, well, I hate that shit. And we sat and we talked about it. And he got up, took a deep breath, and took it off. I'll, I'll spare you the, the, the mm-hmm. communication. But that, that saved him. This is a kid who, one more, one more shot and he's out. And right. that was one of the things I used. You're on abeyance, which means one issue, and they can kick you out. Right. So what's more important to you? Uh, the headband? Taking a stand on the headband. Right. Or, and he tried all different things. Well, my hair is not good. I'll get you some gel, dude. Okay, well, it's not about the hair. It's about the... Really, right. it's, it's right. just about... I want to say fuck you to the right. system. Sure, sure. So I might have saved that kid some trouble, saved the vice principal some trouble. How do you, how do you quantify that moment, right? Okay. How do you no, measure you that? You, well, well, I shouldn't say you can't. I don't know that you can quantify that moment, but what my, my case, and I'd be interested in what Isaac has to say, about why there is some value, I believe, uh, to data, if that's the, the scientific thing that you're kind of like, you know, poo-pooing on this, is that it, it can help sort of like point to something. Like if there is a problem school somewhere – it can help point to a general – here's generally speaking some of the things that particular school or that district or that population within that school or district are, are struggling with. Now, it, it can't fix it. It can't – and it may not necessarily even be able to diagnose it per se. All it can help do is, is create some indicator lights that something isn't working and then you got to figure out – do you really want to make a difference? Do you want to? Then we have to start asking some more questions. But I, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to just totally like dismiss it. It can help, I think, draw some attention to things. That... I will give you that. Okay. But fine. what I will say is that everybody in that school that you mentioned already knows it without collecting the data. Everybody knows all the problems that are going to come back from that because. But, if the, but if do the legislators being... know it? And do the legislators mm. have something that they could use as cover right. in order all to get right. the resources? That, that you might need for that district to, to really give them the extra the, the two more counselors we need in that school and the, and the three more well, teachers. Well, if you and, get a guy like Isaac uh, to go and or, communicate the right way, then data. Well, absolutely. Or, or do we know? Do we know what the trends are with that specific behavior? Have we been tracking that behavior over time and knowing where it correlates with yeah. various in school w- and at home behaviors? I because would say then anecdotally, was, yes. Anecdotally, but. You know, data's data. We got numbers. Where's our numbers? You know, right? And know. Maybe, maybe we're, it shows, we're guessing you know, now. Wrap it out of a hat. There's a fourteen percent. That's my world. The abstract. I don't. I don't want to know. I like the fun. <laughs> Sean I just wants to, to put the sure. chickens back in the coop. Uh, and can you blame him? It's nighttime, and you don't want them attacked. There's raccoons out there. Now listen. I, but but yeah, maybe it shows like something like students like this Jordan, who may or may not be the real name of the student. We don't know. Uh, but maybe. Uh, that type of behavior and and students like him that are on that type of program that is like, hey, one more strike and you're out, uh, have a 14% higher chance of committing, you know, an act of uh, violence as described in section blah, 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 because of that particular dire strait, you know, that they're in. It's just, it, 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 it's not going to fix everything, but I think it can help to further inform the overall picture to give you a better idea about okay let's, let's okay, start talking about okay <laughs> fine good job isaac two on one high well five done. high five high five well Up done high. <laughs> there it is very nice high five anyway sean you want to say something else or can isaac and i continue you can you may <laughs> i, I want to know is this speaking of this art so we're talking about an art because I, I believe absolutely that's actually the more important of the two uh, and it has been said that communication is a lost art Isaac, would you agree with that statement? If so, why? If not, why not? I'm going to give the classic, it depends. Oh. Dep- that's my favorite answer. Right? <laughs> Are you sure he's not because going to law school? <laughs> la- 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 last, night, last night, I'm driving home uh, late at night, and I was struck by the phenomenon of the blue faces along Highway 80. Uh, 
blue face after blue face after blue face. Are you sure you were on Interstate 15 going past the Luxor? That's Blue Man Group, Isaac. <laughs> oh, that, thank you. Okay, for clarifying sorry. No, that. it's all right. Anyway, go ahead. It, f- families in cars, each one with a blue face. Mm, yeah. Not speaking to each other, but absorbed by this tool. And so I would say there are many places, this place we all call home, uh, that have lost that art. I would argue there are many rural communities around the world that epitomize the art of communication. So, uh, you know, it just depends on where you go, in my, in my opinion. But uh, one of the things we've lost here along that art is the ability to truly listen. And uh, that, to me, is integral. What, give an example. Uh, just I want to follow up on that. What, what would you say is mm-hmm. some place or some culture or some area on the planet that, like, I think they've really nailed it. I think it is an art. And here's an example of that. Rwanda. Okay. I, I, I was. I had the opportunity of being in a number of villages uh, about uh, eight years after the genocide, and I was a part of essentially communication and reconciliation processes between Hutu and Tutsi who sat together in circles with livestock amongst them communicating about what uh, about their fears about their anger uh, about uh, their their hopes for the future about how they can work together and these are people who literally butchered each that's other. right that's right and, and there they are determined to chart a better path by looking each other face to face by hearing what each other has to say and then charting a a, a communal path forward a great example and um uh you know i'm a i'm an actor or put the actor in quotes according to sean uh hotel rwanda <laughs> uh, as long as you put yeah. faggy in front of it I'm oh, all right now 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 let's okay just some some preface that as a listener we're not it, it's it's just it's my nickname and it's something that Sean likes to say, and it's we're not casting aspersions <laughs> upon any uh, federally protected class of citizen. Uh, we are equal opportunity offenders, and Sean Talking likes to you, offend Cruise. me equally every day. Um, so, it, but yeah, that's okay. I know what you mean, and now listener knows. So, listener, All relax, right. and if you have an issue, take it up with Sean. But um, um, was it Don Cheadle, a Hotel Rwanda, a few years back? Yeah, I think he got a nomination Paul, for that amazing Paul film that depicted uh, sort of. Tri- I mean, how do you capture that that fight and and all the the complex interwoven issues uh, within it? But I thought they did a pretty good job. Isaac, did you see that movie? Did you like it? I did. I actually had a uh, martini at the hotel. Get the shit out of there! Are you crazy? <laughs> uh, uh, before or after? Well after. Okay, yeah. and and it well has since after. been restored, or did they turn it into something else? Oh, it's a beautiful. Else? Okay, oh no, really? okay, all right. Oh, all all of Kigali, the capital, is the whole country is absolutely stunning, and they've uh, they're really the um, they are the epicenter of development in Africa at this moment. I hear the drums echoing tonight, and she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. Okay. Uh, can I ask you another question? I know we. Uh, this is fascinating, and I'm looking at the clock too. And I, I know listener wants to hear other parts of the show, uh, but uh, but Sean, I got another question for Isaac. Fire away. Thank you, Isaac. Uh, if humans had still been living on this planet a hundred years from now, what would have been their primary form of communication? Yes, I'm positing humans will be gone, but if we were a hundred years from now, based on what you've seen and experienced. Give me your best futuristic Ray Kurzweil answer. What would have been their primary form of communication? 
<laughs> Clicks, pops, and telepathy. <laughs> Wait, are we from Mars? We are the aliens! What the hell? Uh... Oh, man, if we're still here, I hope to God we're sitting face-to-face in a circle and talking about what we're going to do going forward, but, man... Hugging it out. Oh, yeah, hugging so. it out over a campfire. Shouldn't that? Shouldn't we go back to the basics and connect again? To your point, no more Hell blue faces. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. Um, Sean uh, Isaac's here, and I feel safe kind of going through some of the stuff with him. Um, we're talking about communication. There are some well-known areas within communication. I like to sort of throw some out and uh, see if anything hits, if anybody wants to say anything about these. Um, I, I found this, by the way, on the National Communication Association webpage, natcom.org, which is probably, um, it's an advocacy group in Washington. Uh, there are actually people that are advocating for better communication, go figure, and ethical communication at that. They're failing. <laughs> well, okay. They need to work harder. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You know what? You need to work harder. Maybe they're tired <laughs> of covering your ass, Sean. You need to step up. To... Hey, I see Isaac out there busting his buns. What are you doing? <gasps> Putting the chickens back in the coop. That's two. <laughs> One more time. Comedy comes in threes. Areas within communication, areas of emphasis differ from one institution to another, but listed below are some of the most common areas for study. And I thought this was fascinating. Applied communication. Right? The study of how communication theory research and or best practices help inform knowledge and theory about communication for practical issues. Communication education, kind of closer to you guys, the study of communication in the classroom and other pedagogical contexts. Communication theory, the study of principles that account for the impact of communication in human social interaction. Electronic media, the study of radio, hello, or podcasting, television, media technology, and web design with streaming audio and video. Health communication. Hold this. Listen, I'm not really prepared for this. I haven't sterilized my hands. You're not going to make this guy any sicker. (laughs) International and intercultural communication. Interpersonal communication. Language and social interaction. Legal communication. Mass communication and media literacy. Mediation and dispute resolution communication. Organizational communication, which, by the way, they've got a ton on here, and this is the only one that really kind of talks about it with regard to business. And I have to say, I think natcom.org got it right. Right. As I'm researching this episode, I noticed that there was a big trend toward when you put in the word communication, business somehow got married to it. Fuck you, pay me. And I don't know why that is. It's not that it's not important in business, but it's not the only place where it's important. So but in America... Oh, I know America, all, I know, the business. only thing that matters is of foreign by business, specifically big business, and specifically for-profit big business, but that's neither here nor there. Performance studies, political communication, public addresses, public relations, rhetorical criticism, uh, semiotics and philosophy of communication, small group communication, speech communication, theater and drama, visual communication, dogs and cats living together. Um, is there anything... You guys want to say about that? Is that is, did you even know? I didn't. I, I was like communication. I guess it just means talking and speaking. But this is like really, when you start to break it apart and really look at it, parse through it, this is huge. That this this is yeah. how we are, who we are. It's the foundation of all community. It 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 is our it is our connective tissue to each other. And it's in that word too. You're right. Community is in the word communication. It's mm-hmm. it's connected. When I was looking at some things, what what I you know you hear that. of communication is nonverbal. And and what you find, too, is that um, people who use sign language actually can pick up on lying a lot easier because when communication is strictly nonverbal, then it's harder to lie. 
because you can't use your silky words to to you know <laughs> smooth things over. Right. Uh, but I found something. You know, how much is it really? Um, and uh, this comes from uh, the nonverbal group in New York. <laughs> how did they uh, get this no, message? No, out? no agenda there. <laughs> Smoke signals. Yeah. I mean, okay, no, it's just okay. Well, well. So what what they said was it came from this Dr. Albert Morabian silent messages. He conducted some research and right. found that seven percent of any messages conveyed through words, and then he had you know thirty eight percent through vocal elements, fifty five percent through nonverbal, and you know that's where he got that statistic. But what I found interesting from them is that uh, they say studying human behavior is a challenging task. The inherent flaws of social of social scientific research methodology, combined with the incredible dynamic nature of human behavior, make this specific quantification close to impossible. So what they said is it really, again, my favorite answer to anything, it depends on the person, <laughs> oh, on you the and setting, Isaac, on the emotion, <laughs> on the emotion involved. Right. Uh, you know, if you're angry, then it, that's going to show your face is going to flush. Your, 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 your tone is going to right. increase and that, that's all nonverbal or semi-verbal. Um, and so, it, you know, it depends on, on the setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but and sometimes it's just a look, like as I'm sure in the classroom you've mentioned many times. Well, I had to, I had to give them the look, mm-hmm. or like as a parent with a child. But what you realize is so many, especially younger people, uh, you know, mm-hmm. lack the ability to interpret it. So it's not even just uh, you know the communication yeah. of the nonverbal right. aspects; it's the reception of it, right. which when they, because of our lack lacking in in interpersonal communication skills. And just basic understanding. Oh, it's getting trim. It's, it's getting worse every day. Every day we're seeing. Why us is go that, over by the, the way? Do you think that's by design? Do you think that there's a vested stake in the power of technology? If I can yes. keep the populace not able to know how to communicate or receive communication, then is it easier for me to control them? Is that a form of control? Well, look at the bullshit going on in politics that they, everybody gets away with, you know. And because we're all asleep at the uh, on the little blue device. Well done. Well played. Yeah. And you're, that's an interesting point you say. Yeah, you may be a perfectly good communicator, but if someone doesn't have the tools or yet know how to use the tools that perhaps we all possess in some capacity with which to receive that communication, then it's going to get lost. I mean, you really need two to tango. Viva el tango. Oh. On that note, um, there are many types of nonverbal communication. And this from about education, types of nonverbal communication. Uh, they are as follows: facial expressions, your furrowed brow, or you know, you <laughs> might your eyes might widen, or or whatever you know. So that plays a, a big role. And some people, my old vice principal, he just had one of these blank faces. And so, <laughs> that's the worst. That's the most terrifying, by the way. Is oh, the it is. Still it is. quiet, so, blank face. It's like I can't read you. I'm terrified. Right. And so he, students were uncomfortable, but we hang out with him. He's just a wonderful, sweet, funny, awesome guy. But his face <laughs> yeah. is just, you know, he has like a, a dead face yeah. or something. So <laughs> that great. that hurt his communication. Right. Uh, there's also gestures. Yeah. So, you know, you swinging your arms wildly mm. and whoa, 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 take it easy. That's a common type of nonverbal communication. There's also paralinguistics, which has to do with tone of voice, loudness, inflection, pitch. As you know, stronger tone or quieter tone, you know, helps <laughs> helps to do that. Body language and posture, you know, crossed yes. arms yes. Or, uh, or, you know, uh, proxemics. Which, uh-huh. the, you know, there was a great sign. It has to do with personal space. So there's a great Seinfeld <laughs> episode about he's, he's a close talker. And we work with a, a teacher who's a very nice mm-hmm. woman. But right. she just, like, gets right up in it. Uh, so I wonder, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I uh, can you're hear really you close. <laughs> <laughs> and well, the yeah. students would mention it all the time. 
Well, it, and, and I it. guess like, that's cultural right too, right? She's just right up in my face. Yeah, if we were over in China, yeah. right? It's like way it's accepted. In fact, if I'm that far away, it could almost be misconstrued as being rude. So they're gonna read right. me as like, well, he's not trustworthy. He's hiding something, or he's you know, what, versus like, oh no, this is just how we do it. And again, not that it's right or wrong, but that's how a culture within mm-hmm. a culture can even communicate. Yep. That there's variances. So according to About Education, uh, interpersonal uh, distance is between 18 inches to 4 feet. Uh, personal distance mm. when speaking to a crowd is around 10 to 12 feet. Mm. I don't know where they get that from. You know, mm. Data is useless as, as I... Not if you're speaking to, to the research club <laughs> last summer. Right. You're going to speak wherever they tell that? you to s- speak. And it doesn't matter how close or far you are, no one's listening. But that doesn't matter. That's neither here. So sixth on this on this list is eye gaze, uh, eye contact, or lack thereof. Yes. No stare at me. You got the bug eyes. Gene, sorry about the bug eyes thing. I'll be in my office. Um, you know, and if you really notice, you know, if pupils are dilating or not, you know, that that all has to do with what's going on below the surface. Right. Now, like um, poker players do a, a whole bunch of information gathering with that. And that's why a lot of them will wear sunglasses that's because right. they don't want anyone to read. Like it is subtle as just a dilation of an eye. A really good poker player from across the table, they can get that information. That's will start to tell them within a certain percentage whether they got a good hand or a bad hand. That's crazy, but it's true. Another one is haptics, and and this is uh, communicating through touch. Mm-hmm. Now, any of you homos, touch me, and I'll kill you. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> so you know when you get uh, and, and Isaac, you you mentioned you put your didn't you? Oh, you like, they're you having some haptics right now. And, and it was almost like he. No, I asked you to take your hand off me, which Ooh. I did. Okay, thank yeah. you, listener. Just so uh, you know, there's some major haptics. You know, I, th- this is right this is a uh, getting hot. Hand back on me. Oh God! <laughs> Ooh, this show is devolving quickly. You and know, I like it. I found I used to do a lot of public speaking, and after the after I give a give a little talk, you know, I'd have a bunch of old ladies or you know uh, older folk come up to me, and um, it, I always seem to end up kind of putting my hand on on you know a gentleman's shoulder while I'm talking to him or on older ladies, and they really responded to that. Mm. <laughs> they hit you over the head with a purse, or yeah, no, okay, I just I just uh... never yeah never got smacked, but. Oh. But Got some yet, numbers. when when you try that with people of the younger generations, mm, mm. even if even folks our age, yeah. it doesn't roll off the same way. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. haptics, I think, is very much generational. Yeah. Sure. So so even in the same culture, but generations within the same culture are going to have variances yeah. as well. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, a couple more here. Um, appearance. So color psychology. Um, you know, you you quickly judge somebody uh, right or wrong by what they look like and they're communicating something and they right. always say you know like dress dress for success or dress for the job like you <laughs> right, want you know right, whatever right. I, I i've never su- subscribed to that necessarily but you uh, should pe- yeah i, I should you're <laughs> Poor right isaac because... has to smell you right now Sean. <laughs> no 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 but actually i i think in your own kind of way maybe you did subscribe to that because you're like i'm dressing for who i am and this is a form of communication i'm being That's truthful I'm and authentic that i don't give and you're going to accept it or not I but i want on. you to know That's this right. is who i am so you're actually right on par with that i think uh last one uh artifacts so they, they mentioned here on an online forum for example you might select an avatar to represent your identity online that that sends some sort of message about what you like who you are right um so so there they are 
uh, different types of nonverbal communication within communication, the very complex realm of communication. And on that last one, you know, that, that's interesting because uh, the, the dramatic arts guy in me would say that's akin to mask work. And it's very interesting when we go in and work with uh, populations that were struggling with a lot of different things. We would do mask work on a given day, and that's really where they started to open up. It's very interesting how if they can hide behind something, they're much more freer to let out who it is that they really are. In the same way that probably, uh, technologically speaking, if I can hide behind an avatar, I can feel freer to be who I am. It's sort of a representation of me. And they, and they were drawn to certain masks. It wasn't like they, all, the, all the different students liked all of them. They were like only one or two that each of them liked. And they were like, and they're like they found this connection with it. It was like speaking. It was representing part of who they were. But it was like the permission to let what's inside out. And the mask was sort of this um, method for which they did, they did that. Isaac, I saw you shaking your head. Did, did you? Did you? Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's great. I've, I've heard of this done in some pretty uh, horrific environments, um, specifically where women have been uh, ravaged. And uh, the opportunity to wear a mask, as you say, and that comes obviously in many forms. Right. Uh, through through the, the arts. Uh, to communicate, to get out what is eating them from the inside. Right. Well, and that's like the furries too, by the way. Like the like what? The furries. Oh, the... The, you know, the furries. They, they wear no, Sean. A mask, what are the furries? But they wear a whole suit. Oh wait, now, now, Sean, we know <laughs> they, you... they dress up in furry costumes oh, right. and they rub on each other. Kinky. You know what else? I want to say something. I know we're running uh, short on time. We always are, but uh, humans, by the way, this has kind of been focused on humans. Humans aren't the only living creatures on this planet that we call Earth that communicate. All right, yes, animals do, and some people would probably sign on to that, but do you believe plants do as well? I certainly do. And there's this cool uh, Wired.com article from uh, last year. Uh, it says, how plants secretly talk to each other. I just want to read a little bit and get your guys' response. Up in the northern Sierra Nevadas, huh, close to you two, the ecologist Richard Carbon is trying to learn an alien language. The sagebrush plants that dot these slopes speak to one another using words no human knows. Carbon, who teaches at the University of California, Davis, is listening in and he's beginning to understand what they're saying. The evidence for plant communication is only a few decades old, but in that short amount of time, it has leapfrogged from electrifying discovery to decisive debunking to resurrection. Two studies published in 1983 demonstrated that willow trees, poplars, and sugar maples can warn each other about insect attacks. Intact, undamaged trees near ones that are infested with hungry bugs begin pumping out bug-repelling chemicals to ward off attack. They somehow know what their neighbors are experiencing and they react to it. The mind-bending implication was that brainless trees could send, receive, and interpret messages. And they certainly can. The article goes on and on. It's pretty fascinating. And there is truth and there is scientific data behind this, peer-reviewed. And then there was just also anecdotal, like these, these scientists are going up there watching, observing, and they're seeing this. It's, it's getting harder and harder to refute. I mean, I, I subscribe to it, but I'm curious, what do you guys think? Do you think plants actually know how to communicate with each other? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, they're giving off scents, they're giving off electrical impulses. I mean, is that all for us? Is it all just, just for shits and giggles? I mean, there's got to be another, another reason, another biological reason for them to do this and communication the building and sustaining of community uh, i think goes well beyond the human domain and so i would completely agree i walk into my garden and, and you know i watch as my plants are interacting with each other you know my wife walks in and they all will you know it, 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 <laughs> oh rimshot you know. city hey <laughs> 
There's there's communication. You can find going Isaac on. down at Treasure Island, Las Vegas next week, and then he's going to be back east at the Penumquan. And then he's going to be couch surfing. Is it the first yeah. ever can I stay here? Yeah, sure. We got a nice uh, uh, playhouse out there. Well, so of course, no, none of our programs would be complete. We already did drop Chomsky a few times, but without mentioning Orwell and Chomsky. And specifically through propaganda. So there's lots of ways that we can go with propaganda. Of course, politically, uh, to, to create fear, to tap into emotion. But I, I found a thing about uh, how classical conditioning is used in advertising. No. So advertisers do this all the time. And they mentioned, uh, you know, and, and you can, any ad, of course, is, you can see it if you're looking for it. But sex, you know, Carl's Jr., mm. It, of, mm. of course. Yeah, it's not about you know, the burgers. It's not. Because the <laughs> burgers are about shit. the burger. The burgers are right. shit. They don't want you to know. It's not like to say the quality burger. They're just like, look at these tits and ass. Aren't you horny? Go get a hamburger because you're not going to get laid. Right. <laughs> and, and so I, I showed this to some of my students and one of them said, no, wait a second. I don't see a Carl's Jr. commercial like that and then think, I'm going to go get a hamburger. And I said, of course not. They don't want you thinking. Right. They want to get beyond <laughs> right. the thinking place. Subliminal, they want to baby. condition you, right, so yeah. that when you see the Carl's Jr. symbol, that you feel something inside that you don't you don't necessarily think about what it is, but it's just a connection, a, a, a conditioned response to a very fundamental, you know, to your mating impulse, and you know, so that's why comedy is used a lot, right. tenderness is used a lot, right, used. And abused yeah. a lot, right? This is yes. Edward Bernays' territory. This is like he was mining from his uncle, Sigmund Freud, left and right, all this information about how to control the brain. And then he is essentially the, the, the father of modern uh, public relations, I guess is what they call it. But we you know mm -hmm. it's marketing, and it's all about ad companies being able to you know, fucking trick you into believing you need their product, right? In the 50s, clear example of this was you know, the auto industry. And where it was just like, you're worthless unless you have this car. You can't be happy right. unless... You have this car. You get this car, you're worthwhile, you have freedom, you can relax, everything's great, you're desirable, all that shit. I mean, and it's, and it's so, like, below the board, isn't it? No, it's business. Oh. It's business. And if it's good for business, business, then it's good for America. <laughs> the business of America is business. And we should run government like a business. And we should make love like a business. And we should take a shit like a business. And I should raise my children like a business. And I should paint like a business. You're constantly being bombarded uh, all day, every day. And the, the, the good news is once it's kind of like the Matrix. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's right. But, right. but how do we get more people to see it? And, then, and, and again, you guys, educators, and with the population mm. that you're working with as well, it is not a fair fight. There's so many things that the society does to destroy and abuse and exact your students and your families and your loved ones. And that's, that's just one of them. It's just so sneaky and insidious. It just gets in there and it fucking stays. And if you don't know, then you're going to believe you're, the Matrix is real. But all we have to do is just institutionalize basic communication literacy. That's it. You, 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 you plant those little bombs in their heads that we look for X, Y, and Z. And when you see it, ask why. Ask why. Ask why. Press. Try about push, dry. Resist. Why ask why? Sorry, I'm sorry. Right? Say, see? So, I have lost dogs. But... I'm conditioned to say I, I want to bud dry right now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's my fault. But You're it's right. these little nuggets we can plant in their minds, anyone's mind, that, like you said, cannot be unlearned. Right. And, and I would say you said it's not a fair fight. It is. It, in, in sheer volume, it's not. But we, we are in the room with them. 
on a daily basis and those other companies are not they study them they focus group them they bombard them but we're in the room with them and i will i will tell you that my students and isaac's students uh do recognize those things because that's a that's a a big message that that we you know that I, i will tell my students all the time i'm trying to manipulate you as well but i am trying to manipulate you i'm trying to sell you on you yeah and I'm trying to manipulate you to get you to act on your own behalf. Yeah. And I'm trying to manipulate you to, to get more involved and to pay more attention and to not just swallow whatever. So, you know, we you're being manipulated everywhere, but you should probably go with, <laughs> with, with what I'm trying to manipulate you to do for your own behalf. Well, you guys no doubt are making a difference. Now, Sean, how are we going to make a difference with this? And how can listener make a difference with this? How can we use communication to make it a better world? Uh, for me, I'd say number one, it's okay to trust other people. No! Oh, sorry. Okay, even, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's good. You're right. Yes, you're right. that's right. You're right. Sometimes you're I'm right. talking just to you, Scott. <laughs> even if they've been, even if they've proven to be untrustworthy, because for me, it's not about other people. It's about what you, you know. I, I students all the time. I'll leave something out, and they'll say like, "You shouldn't leave that out. Somebody's going to steal it." And I say, "I choose to live in a world where I don't believe that. And it, and if it burns me, I don't care because I have to live in a world." where that's not my everyday worry about. Someone's right. going to take this. Someone's going to do that. Right. Somebody's going to hurt me. Somebody's going to manipulate me. And it's it's really a lot harder for our students who have been through so much more uh, to do that. But I think giving trust is how you get it. And I think lack of trust is a barrier to effective communication. And trust is, in my opinion, far too easily cast aside. And you can trust me on that. That's <laughs> <Bullshit>. <laughs> Second, I would say have more real interaction with other life forms. Get out in nature. Uh, get in a room with somebody, human, non-human, you know, like watch the birds. Listen to the birds. They, they communicate yes, all they day, do. every day. It's like, you know, that's just somebody saying there's some food over here or there's a cat over here. come get this bird ass. Right. Real communication, it's much easier to, when you see all the nonverbal aspects to it, it's much easier to read a person's intentions and to, uh, to transmit your own. And, and finally, I'd say communicate with us, seriously. Uh, and for now, ignore the second thing that I said, because we'll take anything. We'll settle for an email, a carrier pigeon, smoke signals, Facebook like, a poke, a tweet, a phone call, whatever you can oh, muster. Yeah. Just communicate with us, because... As Isaac pointed out, you're building a community, and we're trying to build a communi- community, and if we're not communicating, we have no community. So communicate with us about your hopes, your dreams, your expectations, your complaints, and more. Tell us about your mother. Um, yes, okay, so it, it, now it isn't always about business, goddammit. I thought I made that fucking clear, but having said that, courtesy of the Creative Training Solutions, here are some communication don'ts. Just in general, I would just posit a lot of these make sense. Maybe not all of them. Don't respond until you fully understand the question or comment. And by the way, I don't do these. Uh, don't stop listening because you're eager to ask the next question or convey your That's opinion. That's a hard one. Damn it. Don't trust assumptions, estimates, or perceptions. Don't exhaust yourself by repeating the same information. <laughs> Hopefully this show doesn't do that. Uh, we do. We mix it up. We mix it up. We do like don't to beat that poor with, dead horse sometimes. We do. We do. Well, hey, some of them are important, and some of them you do need to hear a few times, Lester, and we do too. Don't communicate with your ego. Looking mm. at you, Isaac. Don't use inappropriate language, Sean. We talked before the show. Fuck that. Don't don't have a bad attitude or convey negative war stories. Uh, I guess that would be. Is that me? I don't know. Don't bad mouth other people. (laughs) Yes. That's probably me too. Don't fake it. What does this have to do with sex? Oh, if you don't know the answer. Yeah, if you don't know, just say, I don't know. I'm not sure. Don't make excuses. Don't use expressions like, can I be honest with you now? And by the way, 
Anytime someone says, can I be honest? I always say, no, please be dishonest with me. I'm like, what the fuck? That should be a default setting. (laughs) Dunn's cake. Uh, And okay, although it's really not my style, let's choose to go out on a positive note. And here are some communication do's. Empathize. I think I heard Isaac say that a couple of times. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Like when he was talking about with his experience with a machete-wielding upset neighbor, you know, it's like, hey, listen, I get it. Goats are life, you know, and he really, truly meant that. Empathize. Put yourself in the shoe. Give the person time to absorb, process, and understand what you said. Uh, I'm, by the way, I'm, I don't, I really can improve on a lot of these. Um, have patience <clears throat> and let the other person speak or complete a thought. Understand both facts and feelings, logic and emotion. That's tough for me too. Jesus. Ask questions if you don't understand. Anticipate questions and prepare your responses. Convey confidence and conviction. Align your verbal and nonverbal messages, like Sean was saying, about nonverbal, just as if not more important than verbal. Show respect verbally and non-verbally, right? Don't be like, I understand, as you flip someone the bird. Uh, Listen with your eyes as well as your ears. Ask why questions when you want to drill down farther. Be a team player and be professional at all times. And that kind of sounds a little businessy, but you can apply. See, this is the thing. It doesn't have to just be business. These are just good in general. You can take it back into any sphere. It could just be about relationship with yourself, with your friends, with your family, with your community, with the world. Anyway, uh, number two, support a worthwhile charity like ICANN.org. ICANN is the children's community. No, you may not. Okay. Sean's going to have ICANN.org, and he's going he's to make sure that they thwart all the efforts of ICANN.org. <laughs> ICANN is a children's community. He hates kids. It's a children's communication charity. They are experts in helping children develop the speech, language, and communi- communication skills that they need to thrive in the 21st century. I hope that doesn't just mean to become good business people, but more than that, to become who they're going to become, like what Sean and Isaac try to do with their students. Their vision is a world where all children have the communication skills that they need to fulfill their potential. Their mission is that no child should be left out or left behind because of a difficulty speaking or understanding. And I can get behind that. Finally, listen to Beastie Boys' ill communication, and then you will understand. Hell yeah. Um, Mob Bell got the ill communication. Mob Bell got the... Oh, is he going to raise the roof? We're getting crazy up in this biatch. Um, Uh, Isaac, anything to add to that action plan? What What do you got? Man, just listen. Listen and love, you know. Be open. Be open to everybody. Scott, and uh, I know, I know. Yeah, Isaac's right. I... <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, hey, uh, before we close this thing out, you know, we like to give you a win, largely in response to pressure from activists like you, listener. In late June, the Supreme Court delivered a historic victory for gay rights, ruling five to four that the Constitution requires that same-sex couples be allowed to marry no matter where they live, and that states may no longer reserve the right only for heterosexual couples. Another big, huge step forward, and of course, there's going to be the holder-outers, but eventually, we're going to flush this one clean and get on the right side of history, those of you that are still hating on this thing. What do you know? That's the show. Get thee to the site, UpsideDowntron.com. Outfit your home, office, body, and bodies of others with our signature Upside Downtron gear. Uh, I don't think this was our worst show. Thanks, Isaac. Being here, it was much better than normal. Oh, thank God. He carried all the weight. Isaac, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure, fellas. This is great. I love what you're doing. Keep rocking it. And we'll have you back again sometime soon. No doubt the Holy Trinity with a W. Think critically, feel deeply, ask questions. For what purpose, to what end, at what cost? Great starter questions. And in honor of National Piano Month, we'll be asking those very same questions during our next show when we discuss music. And remember, resistance is fertile. Before we go, for you, some words to live by. Okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volumes. Announcement.
For Sean Yamini, this is Scott Mullins saying, when life gets you down, always remember to look at the upside downtrodden. I have a license to ill. <laughs>